0: Sir Baldwin, to and Brass, and Carson Stoule. This is Fangraphs Studio. My guest on this edition of Fangraphs Studio, making his fortnightly appearance in the program. It's his fortnightly appearance. He's a former Pirates beat reporter for the Pittsburgh Tribune Review and author of Big Data Baseball. It's Travis Sacek, also known as the prolific Travis Satchek. And on this edition of the program, uh, as he does every two weeks, Travis Satchek allows us to join him in his backyard as he discusses baseball and analytics, etc., of particular note this week, listeners might remember that during Sochik's last appearance in the program, we discussed at some length a hardball dynasty league to which he belongs, and which features a number of owners who either a are employed as beat reporters in an American municipality, or b are former Fangraphs writer August Fagerstrom. One group or the other, either a beat reporter or August Fagerstrom. Those are the two groups. Since that episode, roughly a fortnight ago, Sochik has completed a trade that inspired some dissent among his fellow owners, some voices of dissent. And what's more, the criticism of that trade has compelled owners to invoke another earlier deal that also led to some strong words. Much of what follows is dedicated to this telenovela known as Hardball Dynasty. Also discussed, did you know, did the Pittsburgh Pirates compile scatter reports in all the media, which is to say all the members of the media who would be covering the team, were likely to cover the team, I did not know that until Travis Satchik told me. But it is true, apparently, and in what follows, for however many minutes it follows, uh, Travis Satchik makes a best guess. He, uh, he, 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 uh, he provides a guess as to what his own scattering report might have included. He's probably wrong, but it's a guess. But he, And he says it. Anyway, that's part of the conversation. There is also assorted tangents because we are humans uh, who talk like that, Um, because that's how humans talk. What else uh, can I say, except for that Fangraphs memberships exist, is another thing I can say. For a reasonable sum, Fangraphs readers and listeners to Fangraphs Audio can show their support for the work that appears at that site uh, by acquiring a Fangraphs membership. Additionally, and for a slightly less reasonable sum, readers and listeners can acquire an ad-free membership, which allows... Readers to browse Fangraphs.com without the burden, the burden of banner ads, without the distortive effects of advertisement, or also uh, without the added bandwidth that it requires or faster loading speeds. Is the idea is how that works. So we'll say that will, and so that is a message about Fangraphs memberships, and uh, it's probably the last thing I'll say before moving on to my conversation. To, with Travis Tocic. Let's do that right now. What is it? It is Fangraph's Studio. Who does it feature the prolific Travis Tocic and when does it begin? Right now.
1: Probably the norm in many relationships.
0: I had a, uh, yeah, um oh oh first of all you appear to be uh outside you appear to be some sort of glade are you in a glade can you
1: are you watching me through my computer camera No,
0: <laughs> oh, but i can hear the birds i can hear the birds uh
1: i am um, yeah. this is uh as you know my podcast availability is dependent upon the weather since yes, I that's pod- right. since i podcast outdoors <laughs> that's that's
0: that's classic Sawchick. <laughs> you only podcast
1: outdoors. Due to the uh the two year old that mm-hmm. inhabits my home. So right. this is uh this is actually a more professional setting for me. The and
0: you yes it is. Uh, you uh, well i just uh, spoke with Sam a little bit. You did? Um Sam wanted to say hello. And, which I think is great. Uh and uh I did not get a lot of information out of him though.
1: <laughs> no, I think he could just sense your anxiety about becoming a father soon, and he wanted to comfort you.
0: So yeah, I, don't, I find that um, I've experimented about uh, with this a little bit with because um, I do big brother, big sister, as I've relayed to you, um, so that you know you understand that I am virtuous,
1: right? <laughs> I I do understand that.
0: I take great I take great pains um, to to mention it to you whenever I can. Um, but I told my little brother in the program, I said that I'm having a child and, uh, he has given me some information <laughs> and I can't, none of it's uh, precisely false, but it's, um, I can't guarantee it's a little, it's very helpful either. <laughs> um, he, he said, he paused with me. Well, uh, I told him, uh, my wife was pregnant and uh, that I could, that I could see the child moving like through her stomach essentially. Right. Right. And he said, "Yes." He said, "They what they will do is they'll squirm around in there." That's what he told me, <laughs> which is not uh, untrue. And then uh, he, I was saying something, and he does this a lot because he's not, he doesn't really think I have much to add to our conversation, you know. <laughs> so he interrupted me, and he said, "He said, here's some information for you." As uh, what he said, he said, "When the baby comes out, it'll be really small." He says, "But then it puffs up." And I was like, "Oh, do you mean like after some weeks and some time?" He goes, "No, like immediately. Like it comes out really small and then it puffs up." So I can't. I don't know if that's um, if that observation is supported by science, but you got to hear all sides, Travis.
1: Right. That wasn't my experience, but I cannot say that. <laughs> I don't know what his experience has been, but that was not that was not my experience.
0: Uh, were you Were you there in the in the op- no, Not the operator. Were you there in the room?
1: I was. I was.
0: And uh, now listen, before the birth, did you watch any of the sort of uh, videos that someone will watch to video, or did you take a class to prepare yourself for this experience? <laughs> I,
1: I, I have seen videos before. I think I had to take a high school class about, uh, for some reason, we are watching live births in high school. Uh, but I did not watch any leading up to the, the main event, and, and I I d I didn't feel the need. Uh, yeah. I didn't want to psych myself out. And even though I'm just an observer in the room, it still is uh it's not really a life changing event. It's it's it could be described as traumatizing, I think, <laughs> to some people. So I, I didn't want to uh psych myself out for lack of a, a better term.
0: Well trauma is I mean trauma is life changing, isn't it?
1: It is. Yeah, for the worse, typically. Well, it could Uh-oh. be for the better, but t- I we associate right. it for the worse. But yeah, in this case, it's for the better. You'll be. I, what I'm trying to say is, you'll be fine. Don't worry. Don't watch any videos.
0: I've already broken that rule. I've, I have watched a video, um, and um, uh, I will say that it is it is unexpected what, <laughs> uh, what I've seen. What i seen. I could not. I could not have anticipated that it. That would happen. I can't. I cannot believe. Um, now there are some people, of course, who will argue on behalf of intelligent design, um, and I don't know that the design is that intelligent uh, for our <laughs> for our uh, baby delivery system. It seems very inconvenient for the woman, is what I'll right. say.
1: Maybe the coding, yeah, <laughs> the coding could use some work.
0: Yeah, I don't think that it's. Uh, I don't think that it's that it's well designed at all um, see <clears throat> it requires nine months of various sorts of discomfort or ten months really for a woman and then uh, and then the the coup de gras is a real <laughs> pain in the ass and other parts too of the woman's anatomy i when I saw that uh, it was a bit of an epiphany. do you know that uh, moment that can happen um, <clears throat> It, I guess it happens in different forms for people, different occasions, um, but that, like, for me, it happened once in science class. That moment when I learned that, you know, like everything, like a table, right? A table on which you rest your hand or put, place a book. Essentially, it's just a mass. It's an organized mass of atoms, right? And when you push down on the table, you're not pushing down on an object, really. You're just pointing together, pushing on an, and. An organized group of atoms that are essentially pushing back at you,
1: right? It, it, it's tough to. It's rather abstract. I think it's tough it's, to. It's, it's tough to grasp.
0: Tough to put in your
1: brain. I yeah. still have my doubts personally. Uh, well, that's <laughs> fair, right?
0: It certainly doesn't look like that, does it? It, it looks like it looks like a piece of wood. Um, well, when 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 I uh, after watching the vi- the video of births, and um, afterwards my. Uh, uh My sense I, I could not believe I said um, Any woman who had ever given birth I said she went through that thing That same thing uh, To myself I said I, It's like she is uh, That is amazing That's amazing, That's amazing. I and guess is my basic point I, I don't really yeah. have much to add I guess But yeah. it was sort of an epiphany Along those lines
1: Maybe uh, Maybe it's designed that way To uh, curb population growth I don't know It's an incentive I wouldn't want to go through that Too many times
0: uh, no, I don't, I don't think that uh, uh, it's it's going to feel good, is the point. Although, the, you know, like my uh, grandmother came from a family where she had, uh, I think there were 13 kids in her family. She was one of 13. Wow. Something along those lines. That's a lot.
1: <laughs> I hope you, it gets easier.
0: you got to develop some sort of coping mechanism <laughs> after a while. That's a lot of giving birth. Uh, Travis Sochik. We didn't come here necessarily to discuss reproduction. Although... Um, why not? Right. Right. Um, it's all part of the rich tapestry of life.
1: Uh, this is a big part of your life right now. I was gearing up for this. Yeah, that's right.
0: Uh, but let me tell you though. I have to. I'm, i I would like to, not necessarily add some closure, but to. Ame- uh, to augment the conversation, the conversation that we had most recently about hardball dynasty. <laughs> okay, I've been eager to do this. Um, now, you, of course, you named names uh, in part last time we spoke.
1: I did. And some people were uh, disappointed not to have been among the names. So I didn't know if I would be upsetting people or, or, or what the reaction would be. But actually, I think more people wanted to be named. So maybe maybe I can give you a full list at some point. There, okay, there's right. a point We've... of pride in playing in this league.
0: Okay, right. right, and I, and I think I have made it very clear that I would like to be part of that league. But I would like to feel that
1: pride myself. I would, yeah, I would like. Have to be you since? Have you
0: brought that to your superiors in uh, uh, Lee? Yes, I have.
1: I have posted that on the message board, and the the text that I'm involved in it's a, "You are a very popular choice. You, I think you would have no problem at your confirmation hearing." So
0: well, I look forward to it. So it's yeah. not going to be Gorsuch-esque, then,
1: is it? <laughs> I personally think I'm not the commissioner, so I don't have the ultimate power, but I would think you are our top man all right well, I'm looking forward to it I of hope course so. you,
0: if someone else uh you know reveals himself uh, uh to be uh to be more qualified then I understand I understand this is this is the elite of the elite really travis <laughs> uh, but this is not and we can name names we can name even more names at a later date. But this might be a situation where you do not want to uh, um, name names. But yet I feel the need to pursue it. Now, I want you to regard this, Travis, as a safe space. Do you already do that? Do you regard it as a safe space?
1: It feels like an intimate conversation. (laughs) In in, in that sense, yes. But I also understand that there could be – I don't know what your listening population is. It could range from hundreds to tens of thousands of people. So one misstep – Mm-hmm. <laughs> could ruin me. I'm also very <laughs> cognizant of that. Many given conversations.
0: That's true. Well, you have a family to help support. I, I know. I know. Um, and so, uh, really, yes, if you were to lose your employment, it would be devastating. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I don't think it, I don't think it will be that will be the case here. However, uh, when after our conversation uh, from a, a fortnight ago, roughly a fortnight ago, because of course you do, you make a uh, fortnightly appearance. On Fangraphs Audio. Oh, um,
1: did you, are, were you aware of that? I, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, you make a great.
0: fortnightly. Yeah, you make a fortnightly appearance,
1: and that is two weeks, I believe. It correct? is two weeks. Yeah, for, will, for people who are not familiar with the term,
0: you'll hear that term used most often, I believe, during Wimbledon, <laughs> uh, or maybe it's the French Open. But I believe it is Wimbledon. They talk about the term. The tournament is a fortnight.
1: Yeah, or uh, maybe during like the the War of eighteen twelve. I bet that was a common term.
0: I'm yeah. sure it was. I'm sure it was bandied about with uh, with abandon, right? That's a lot of band oh. band noises. Anyway, here's my point, Travis Sachek. Here's my point is after our conversation, uh, I did a bit of uh, haunting. I haunted the BBWA league a little bit uh, because I was looking for ways to. I was looking essentially. Uh, in the wake of our conversation to take a closer look at the relationship between player ratings and the performances right and so i actually i ran some uh, i ran some multilinear regressions really yeah wow but that's that's not the question that i'm going to ask you about i'm not going to address that we can't address these multilinear regressions i think that's what they're called uh <laughs> we i can't address those have you ever have you ever performed a multilinear regression before?
1: <laughs> I haven't, and I thought that would actually, that could preclude me from employment here, mm-hmm. but uh, but it has not to date. So, but no, no,
0: me. no. Your employment is uh, v- yeah. very safe, I think. But uh, I, I right, well, haven't. we'll see by the end of the program. We don't know. <laughs> what I'm here to ask you, what I'm here to tell you is that while I was running these uh, multilinear regressions, I happened <clears throat> to. Um, I happened to take in to examine the chat area of oh of the uh, of your hardball dynasty league yes, and I found there from a user who, who whose name I will not invoke right now. I found there it was a post that had been <laughs> published to the message board that was that took up like three separate pages of the message board. And it was a long explanation about a trade that had not occurred recently. Right. But it had occurred, I think, multiple seasons ago. That's true. And I think that someone, when perhaps raising some questions about a trade that you yourself had conducted, Travis. Y- yes someone cited this someone maybe said well it's a ripoff for the person that's not Travis or the team that's not Travis but it's not as bad as this other situation <laughs> <laughs> am I characterizing this with some accuracy
1: yes this the uh, the message board uh, conversation be <laughs> was sparked by a trade I made which was I guess it was akin to the Archduke being shot and it began (laughs) began a string of events so could you
0: so we have to I mean this might be this might be like an OJ made in America sort of undertaking (laughs) we have in front of us here to unpack the full uh, implications of of the trade you made first of all and the trade that preceded it It seems to have caused quite a, a division in the league indeed let's be let's begin and you don't have to remember every detail i understand uh, none of us really are um, is really a reliable narrator are we
1: no um, we're yeah we're all subject to uh right. to biases and memory lapses
0: yeah uh what i would like to do though is i would like to i would like to hear your deposition <laughs> um i will i will play i will play both good cop and bad cop Okay okay and uh, I'm curious to tell me tell me about the trade that you made. you don't have to remi- if you can't remember all the players' names, I recognize that they are fictional players. Yes but tell me because I gather it was with it was you made the trade with a team that is not necessarily ac- particularly active.
1: That's true. He is I made a trade with an owner who uh, may not be returning next year and has not been particularly active. Uh, and it's. I also made it. I am a contending team this season. Mm-hmm. The team I traded with was a non-contender, uh, so I traded uh, my first-round draft pick, 27th overall, uh, as a player to be named as a centerpiece for a deal for a you know, platoon third baseman, good glove, pretty good against right-handed pitching. Not a guy you want to play against lefties for the most part, uh, but he was majorly ready and I'll have like three four pre-arbitration seasons counting this year and uh, I personally from my standpoint I thought it was a fair trade for both parties even if this owner doesn't return the next the owner that inherits his team mm-hmm. will receive a, another first round draft pick and 18 he'll be 19 next season he'll be be a moldable piece of clay and is a switching <laughs> outfielder uh <laughs> he's a prop outfielder, so he's got downside, but his upside. But Now, wait, is this uh, the, the player you received? Yes. Ho- Jose, Jose Calixte.
0: Jose Calixte.
1: I think that's the, pronounce, the proper Calixte. pronunciation. There a, in the Calixte. majors, there is an
0: Orlando, uh, Calixte. There's an Orlando Calixte who plays Calixte. in the Royal Calixte.
1: System. Yeah. Yes. I wasn't sure to pronounce it, so I actually went to YouTube and uh, put in Jose Calixte. Because you want to pronunciation.
0: You want to have all the pronunciations correct.
1: Right. When I talk to my wife about these fake players, I want to make mm-hmm. sure I'm pronouncing their names correctly.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, allow me allow me to interject here. Um, I've been annotating your story, right? Th- this player that you received from the Florida franchise.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: The somewhat <laughs> defunct or neglected <laughs> Florida franchise had recorded he was a 27-year-old player who had recorded zero plate appearances in the major leagues. <laughs> That's true. Now, it's perhaps uh, illustrative of this of the Florida owner's lack of um, engagement in the league that this player was still in the minor leagues because he does have good ratings and he's uh, recorded uh, some strong minor league seasons and he has some uh, defensive use.
1: He should have been in the ma- – he sh- he's a major league player. He should right. have been in the major leagues.
0: He has now uh, played 28 games as a major leaguer. All uh, all 28 of those games have been in the service uh, with the Montreal Sacre Bleu. <laughs> that is correct. That's your team.
1: That is my team.
0: That's your team. Uh, he is currently slashing <laughs> Jose Calixte. He is slashing 328, 388, 443. Uh and uh, sort of eight thirty one ops. Now, of course, I don't I don't necessarily know what the statistical baselines are for this league, uh, but I would guess that if they bear some resemblance to our major leagues, and in fact,
1: uh, it's, it's pretty uh, yeah, like league average ops is probably seven thirty. Let okay. me let me look it up for you.
0: Okay. So while you're doing that, I will I will say that I will also add that in fact, I would not be surprised if league average ops were a little bit lower. In your league, because there are thirty-two teams, um, which might affect, uh, which might affect the, this sort of things. League um, league
1: average OPS is uh, MLB wide or mm-hmm. ML wide, I should say, seven twenty-four. Uh, so yeah, he's been performing really well. And in the NL where I play, seven he, oh seven.
0: Oh, that's the average in the in the National League. Yeah in your hardball dynasty league. It's that 7 is, of 7. Yes. And he has recorded an 831 uh, OPS
1: in a small sample of in a small time sample against mostly right-handed pitching.
0: Right. And and that's revealed by the fact that I think he only has 61 at-bats in 28 games. So he's he's made uh Anyway, he's uh, made a number of he's made uh Defensive appearances at third base. He's made defensive appearances at shortstop and also center field. He appears to be fielding fine. He has not made any plus plays or any minus plays.
1: He's made some. He's a shaky defender at shortstop. You're you're pushing him. Uh, His limits there, right? Uh,
0: But but you have used him there. I think we have to say that you've the, the, the deal has worked out relatively well for you. Now some, now some. Uh, there were some people, I believe, who had no problem really with what with this trade. Yes,
1: uh, yes. but there were but other
0: people. Can you remember, can you characterize the, some of the reactions to the trade? Some of the maybe the more vocal reactions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, after the trade was made, yep. uh, there was one owner who happens to be a a, a beat writer covering the Red Sox mm-hmm. who questioned the. Uh, the, the fairness of the deal. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: In fact, the, I, I'm looking. I have questions about the Florida Montreal trade.
0: Oh, you have? you have the the original document? Yeah, the original sorry.
1: document. I, the mm-hmm. first rounder is nice and should crush lefties. Yeah, but that's far from the value of that shortstop. The that end quote that I acquired. Yeah, but Calixte really is not a shortstop. He's a he's a third baseman, right. who you could play at shortstop, but you'll Receive a lot of negative errors, negative plays, uh, and so that—that that was the the shot heard around the world there. <laughs> and then some owners jumped to my defense, and uh, right, some old history was revisited.
0: Uh, right, so right, and this is where we get now. Do you remember the name of the prospect that you traded,
1: Hernan Tatis?
0: Hernan Tatis. Yes, and uh, but it
1: sounds like a very. Uh, it sounds like he would, have perhaps, originated from Latin America somewhere, but right, he was okay. actually from Washington D.C.
0: Oh, okay. Well, maybe his yeah. family had. Uh, uh, maybe his family had, immigrated to, uh, <laughs> the states. We, we
1: know, never we never asked. We just traded him, so we never really never got you, to. Know you,
0: him you, yeah, you didn't you didn't get to know him that well. No, no. Well, uh you know, we'll never you know, you know, maybe you'll see him down the road. Uh when and maybe he'll uh, do damage, you know, when he will um, he will uh, f- make everyone forget that he was acquired for what seemed like such a, s- a steep price at the time. <laughs> right? Right? That's the uh that's the thinking. Anyway, <clears throat> so what so now this uh dragged up some some, uh, I don't know about ill will, but some concerns. Well, first of all, I guess when when you saw this reaction, did did you feel uh, did you feel as though you needed to defend yourself, or did you? Uh,
1: well, I did defend myself, so I, I guess I, yeah, I felt oh, the okay. need. To.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you think you made it a good a good point? You think?
1: Uh, I I responded. Mm-hmm. Asking the uh, the accuser, <laughs> I, I said, are you serious? Redacted name, Calixte <laughs> is a platoon third baseman mm-hmm. who I suspect will OPS 720-ish. Yeah. He's also going to be a 27-year-old rookie.
0: Yeah.
1: Early now, on, he's he's been a much better hitter.
0: Now, you're in a bit of a – you're in an interesting situation here, Travis, first of all, is that – You, obviously, for the purposes of your team, you want him to be as good as possible. True. But do you also sense that if Kalikste overperforms your public projection for him by too much, that it will only add to the possible rancor that your critics have already expressed (laughs) and are currently feeling, perhaps?
1: Uh, It was a consideration. Yeah. And also, if I ever... If I ever enjoy the ultimate success of this league, which is winning the championship and rubbing it in everyone's face for a year, you know, I, or multiple titles, I would mm-hmm. like it to be thought of as achieved legitimately. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, success will always be attacked by some people, I suppose. That's a
0: good point. That's a very good point, yeah. But
1: I would, if I should be so fortunate to win a world championship,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I would like it to not come with an asterisk or say that it was done in an underhanded fashion. So, yeah, that was a consideration in, in making a trade with an owner who might not return and who had to track down his personal cell phone to initiate a trade conversation. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're, you're dogged, is what, I, is what I gather. Reporter instincts. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you mentioned that an asterisk. I Actually, looking at the standings in your league, there actually is an asterisk. Next to your name. <laughs> do, you, do you think that's because of the questionable tra- <laughs> trading you've performed?
1: No, that uh, that signifies that I have already re-upped for the next season. I have reserved. Uh, I have paid. Mm-hmm. I forget what the cost is. I think it's mm-hmm. like $12 or something.
0: Do you think that there's a correlation between uh, the, the, the managers um, who... Next to whose names I see asterisks and the, the success that they're having in the league. <laughs> well, the,
1: the best three winning percentages have the, the asterisks. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no one else. Well, just, Everyone just else is sort about. of yeah, on the fence.
0: Something yeah. to think about. Um, okay, so so tell me about...
1: Actually, you know, the, the only other owner who's has re-upped, in the, not in our division is our old friend August who August is in last pl- yeah he's in last place of the ale South
0: yeah but I can I have a bet knowing August that he's probably this is probably a, a purposeful decision
1: oh he's he's in a full rebuild yeah he's in a full rebuild yeah yeah I hope the rebuild
0: goes well uh, if it doesn't he'll, he might have to listen to my most recent uh, conversation with Dave Cameron for fingers audio which was rebuilding the rebuild. What happens when you have a rebuild that goes awry? You need to rebuild the rebuild. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, yeah. And then, yeah.
0: and then if that doesn't work, of course, uh, naturally you move on to rebuilding the rebuild of the rebuild. And it's really, uh, it's a Russian doll situation, Travis. It's a, it's a dark place. It's a dark thing. Yeah. Yeah. You only get so many, so many chances. Uh, no, listen, I could, I might return, um, partially because I'm unpredictable and partially because I'm ill prepared. I might return to this initial question, this initial trade—the trade that um, set off, that, that launched, a, that launched a thousand message board posts <laughs> <laughs> in, in a moment's notice, Travis. Yes. But I am, but I would like to get to this, to this dark history. This is our, en- this is merely the entree, the <laughs> the, the appetizer uh, for for this uh, secondo piatto, as they call it in Italian. Um, so tell me about this. Can you take me back? We're in season forty-three now. Do you have a sense of when this this initial trade was made?
1: The the trade that that really started the the bonfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, probably. Well, I can tell you when it was made. Okay. Because I know the player involved and the actor involved. <laughs> 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 Let's see. Acquired via trade. Yeah. April fourteenth, twenty sixteen. Okay. Which is eleven oh five PM. <laughs> season thirty nine. So four seasons ago.
0: Okay. Wait, what eleven what what time what time? The eleven oh five PM. Eleven oh five PM. E. T. one assumes? Eastern Standard, yes. Okay. Well that's, that's this is this is good. This is this is we know the exact time the this uh, crime was committed. <laughs> Right, that the, the uh, relevant event. Now, to some people, not a crime, but to others, have quite have opinions about it. Um, uh, so, bring us back to to April fourteenth, twenty sixteen, Travis, and uh, the uh, the hours and days
1: in uh, following it. <laughs> oh, so uh, so on that date, <laughs> uh, yeah. So a veteran owner. Traded for a a pitching prospect. I don't know if his uh, he had not even been added to the uh, or he'd just been added to the forty man roster. So mm-hmm. former number two overall pick in the draft.
0: Former okay, former number two. All right, yeah.
1: So a legitimate talent, and I can't remember his ratings at the time, but they were they were pretty good. He mm-hmm. looked like he was going to be a well above average starting pitcher,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and as we know. Uh, injuries are less common in this game, so I think pitchers are even more valuable than, say, okay. real life. Uh, so we all know the value of a pre-arbitration uh, young pitcher who's going who's gonna to be at top of the rotation arm. And mm-hmm. in this game, as long as you treat players well in arbitration, you can generally get them to sign a club-friendly contract extension. So you know, this is 10 seasons of a, of a quality pitcher. Uh, and a veteran owner who's had a lot of success acquired him for a price that many in the league uh, did not feel was commensurate <laughs> uh, with the talent he was he was taking back. Yeah. So,
0: now, now listen. The 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 owner who was in possession of this this number two selection was he was he a less experienced owner?
1: that's uh, I'm not. He was not a rookie owner. He had some experience in the game, okay. Like, and it tracks how many seasons you've played. So he he's played he played three or four seasons at that point.
0: So I think you you could reasonably say that uh, he was of uh, he was of sound mind and, and sound body. Well, we, we don't his, the body doesn't matter, I guess. We, we, <laughs> you 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 can keep any comments about his body to yourself. Um, but he was main Sano at least, yeah.
1: We assume, but he had a history of making curious trades. Right. I think the the relevant point was, many people thought it was an unfair trade at the time, mm-hmm. and there was also an illegal cash distribution uh, in that trade. So oh, okay, because there's limits on what you can the amount of cash you can include in a trade. So that the trade was vetoed. Uh, the initial trade was vetoed. Uh,
0: which requires uh, how many uh, dissenting votes, essentially? Ten, ten votes, I think, out of 32. Nine or ten. Nine or ten. So there has to be a r- real sense uh, um, th- of, of unfairness here.
1: It's true, because I mean, it be th- two, th- r- two, two of the owners cannot vote. Right. And another handful are probably not active owners. So yeah. you're looking at a pool of you know, 24, 25 owners, and there's another faction that is very uh, hands off. Let the market operate. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no regulation. Right. No big brother.
0: The sort so that, of, right. The sort of. Uh, this would be the Ron, the, the Ron and Rand Pauls
1: of your yes, league. Yes, the, the libertarian set.
0: There's libertarian front. Okay. All right.
1: It, uh, I will not speak for my political beliefs, but at this league, I am very much in favor of regulation and <laughs> and babysitting. Uh, to put okay. for for <laughs> right. the long job for the welfare of everyone else involved because I I feel bad ownership mm-hmm. uh, can negatively affect the league and multiple teams so mm-hmm. I was among the the owners who vetoed
0: so you're sort of a, you're sort of an FDR uh, style um, big government <laughs> big HBD oh.
1: yes right right okay
0: yeah you're you're that's right yeah yeah. You want to it, it's a deep you want a deep a deep state HBD 2 it sounds like <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do so okay. yeah, right. that's what, so the trade was vetoed uh, and then it was proposed again only the owner who's acquiring the, the the top pitcher preemptively I feel went to the message boards and said ah it was the money involved well we fixed that but but, I think for the majority of people vetoing the deal, it was not about the cash it was about the, the players involved so yeah. but it actually passed on the the uh the second time it was posted with equal dollars uh and did you, did you and say- I'm also biased because I'm in the division with this owner receiving the player, mm-hmm. so sort of like uh I'm like Russia and the UN Security Council. I'm vetoing everything in my division that could hurt me, regardless of. I'm really not doing that, but I might be more prone to veto a deal in division if uh, if it's a borderline deal in terms of fairness.
0: Right, because you're looking out for your own bottom line. Yeah, you're the, you. Uh, despite your relatively uh, uh, your tranquil demeanor. You're a killer inside. It's, it's a facade. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're un, 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 unassuming, but, uh, oh, oh, uh, uh, shucks from the Midwest, et cetera, et cetera. But really, you, what you're doing is you're calling, um, uh, you know, uninterested, potentially dead owners <laughs> and, uh, and maybe, maybe, maybe acquiring their login information, the contact you have on the inside at What If Sports. Well. Conducting conducting that, trades for them.
1: I have not done that. I have not done that.
0: You know, the fact that you're so quick to say you haven't done that leads leads me to think instantly that you've done something like that. <laughs> you're being very specific. That. I have not specifically <laughs> impersonated a dead owner. <laughs> yeah.
1: Even I have not stooped those depths. Yeah,
0: okay. And uh so now when when now, uh, you mentioned that the second time around, the second time that this trade was offered between the two relevant owners, uh, the, the deal was not vetoed. Yes. And do you sense that it's uh, because maybe uh, the other owners, maybe some of the owners who had vetoed it the first time around, they, they said to themselves merely, well, I'm not going to let this become an issue because this is a fake world. And therefore, if he wants to do this trade, that's fine, because it's not, it's not real.
1: Right. There might have been, I think many people uh, try to avoid confrontation or yeah. try to keep peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not one of those people, but <laughs> at times. Uh, so I think that was an element. Uh, mm-hmm. There might have been fatigue over that past debate on the board. And the owner acquiring the top pitcher has done many good things for the league and I think he's helped make it a as more veteran owners have told me he has helped make it a better a better world as they say they're called these leagues are called worlds in yeah. uh, in what of sports so mm-hmm. he has a history of uh, I mean he's been an important he's a founding father of sorts mm-hmm. uh, so maybe he de- deserves a degree of of latitude here maybe that was some of the, the thought process okay. uh, but for whatever reason there were maybe some patronage jobs were offered. I don't know, but some, <laughs> but some votes, some dis- some vetoes disappeared.
0: Oh yeah, they did. <laughs> well, you, you know, the uh, the minority whip got involved, <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. You know, any uh, the original uh, criticisms disappeared. Yeah, wow.
1: But as you witnessed from going to our message board, uh, there are certain members of the league who still uh, have ill will and still hold resentment towards that, uh, to that deal and feel it was unfair. And that under the tw- tranquil surface of this league, I, that is still a, uh, it's still a thing bothering some owners that I know of and uh, which may or may not include myself. And we saw that boil to the surface. You saw it below the surface.
0: I do. I witnessed it. I was. Did you read?
1: Quite, all, did you read all the messages?
0: No, I saw the massive text, and I said to myself, "This isn't really relevant to my life <laughs> at the moment." But I must. I must. Uh, I make a point of, of drawing Travis out about it. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and our, the message board is. It's like a. Te- there's a character limit, so if you have a lengthy. Defense a response—it's broken up. So I remember when I clicked on the next time I logged in, there were fifty-six messages unread. Like that's—it's that's crazy.
0: I uh, it's and just I, I read you. them all.
1: you, know?
0: you did. You're right. Yeah. It's just occurred to me, <clears throat> Travis, that the only possible title uh, for this edition of uh, Fangraphs Audio is uh, "So Much Drama in the HBD." <laughs> Which you will recognize as a reference to Snoop Dogg's Gin and Juice. <laughs> I,
1: I do recognize that reference. Yeah. It, was, you, uh, it was quite the hit of, of my youth, that <laughs> album. Were you. Uh, many, many suburban mothers in America were quite disappointed to hear their sons listen to the album. I
0: did you see was, anyone. Uh, yeah, was there, was there anyone in your neighborhood uh, clutching their pearls on account of Snoop Dogg's song?
1: <laughs> did you witness any of that? Wow, oh, hello. <laughs> Who knows that album released? Oh, 90, uh, 1993
0: 1993 Yeah, yeah. Oh. You would have been what? You would have been like 12 or something
1: We're about the same age I was uh, yeah. 12, 13 Yeah, that's what Whole I Whole life through. ahead of me Yeah
0: That's right And you're going to wa- You're gonna waste it all I, I, I assume was <laughs> the concern You're going to waste it all Just drinking gin and juice all the time <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I don't, The gangster rap movement Seems to have Petered off yeah. I guess right. that's probably a subject for another podcast, but uh
0: No that requires yeah, that's uh, gonna require a lot. I like the idea though of uh, a young Travis Sachik nervous <laughs> seven you know, sixth, seventh grade party or dance maybe. And uh maybe that song's on, and Juice is on, maybe uh maybe Rex and Effect, Shaky Rump. <laughs> Maybe, uh, maybe Whitney Houston's, uh, I will always love you comes on. It's time for a slow dance. You know? <laughs> maybe, you know, you go back to your, you go back to your room and you, you pull out some of your favorite cassingles. K- right? <laughs> <love it>. Right.
1: <laughs> Millennials have no idea what you're discussing now, Carson.
0: <laughs> That's okay. That's alright. It's okay. It's a, it's a mysterious world, you know? Uh, when I was young, I, <clears throat> I lived in a cul-de-sac called Venn Circle in Concord, New Hampshire. And uh, in the middle of the cul-de-sac, we would occasionally find uh, remains, very old bottles. Uh, very old bottles, sometimes arrowheads. Really? Yeah. And uh, I didn't necessarily know what they were. So, you know, you ask, so- ask someone who's older, what's this? And wow. you get a... Kind of bad explanation because adults don't really know anything about the world, do they?
1: <laughs> they don't. They, yeah. what, what was the name of the street again? Venn Circle.
0: Venn Circle. V e n n e. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. off Portsmouth Street in Concord, New Hampshire. Okay. That's going
1: to be in the Heights District,
0: which uh, has a little bit more street cred than other parts of Concord, okay. New Hampshire. Yeah. 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 Um, are you Google mapping this? As I,
1: I'm curious. Very. Yeah. It's very AT fascinating.
0: Two vent circle actually. Um, The house is going to look different than when I grew up in it.
1: Very. It's a heavily wooded area.
0: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it is in the area. Yeah. The
1: the cul-de-sac. Uh huh. When I when I think of a cul-de-sac, I think of a area completely paved over, like a. uh, Okay. yeah. Yeah. A complete paved circular space. Sure. Uh, but this this area is a uh, is a, is wooded. It's in a, the, a, in
0: the, yes, the middle of the sac is. You're right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now I'll tell you what. Uh,
1: it looks what? like uh, it was recycling day when the Google Map car came around.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, which would make it different than any time I lived there, because that was before there was recycling in my town. I believe. Um. I will tell you this, Travis. Maybe this will unlock something in your brain. I don't know. I'm just uh, trying to feed, you know, trying to, um, uh, you know, introduce some potentially uh, pr- provocative sentiments, see what we get to. <laughs> um, I have not, I haven't lived in the house to encircle since I was maybe 13 or 14 years old. Okay. But I would say at least a third of my dreams, uh, maybe a half, take place in and around that home.
1: It was a, uh influential time in your life. Sure, yeah. It, uh, many of your thoughts and beliefs and your temperament was perhaps shaped on that cul-de-sac.
0: Yeah. I have, a dar- I have a dark dream where I'm in, in my house and uh, just uh, walking from um, maybe the hallway into the living room and out from behind a television, which is in the corner of the room, maybe like a console television or something like that, out from behind it comes a bandit.
1: A bandit? A bandit, a, a, a,
0: bandit, a <laughs> robber, uh, who uh, has some sort of weapon. He's brandishing it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, I, happen, I get that dream with some frequency.
1: Did, was, there a, was there a history of bandits in your neighborhood?
0: No, I don't think we had any bandits. <laughs> bandits no bandits, no No banditos. I don't know the other words
1: for for bandit. Yeah, it but it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't look like the kind of place where you'd have to lock your door. No, I don't think so. My well, wife. What about you? My wife always locks her doors. But I, what are the odds that anyone is going to come in and try to uh, access our our house? Do you have a familiar uh,
0: familiar setting for your dreams, Travis? Hmm.
1: It's a good question. Yeah. I, I have I, I, re Great I, f- yeah, question. It, it really is. And I don't. I, I have a common dream about feeling. Uh, I've had. A, I've had this dream about getting arrested multiple times throughout my life, and that's that's a great fear where your freedom is lost, and off hmm. to talk to, off to maybe have some counseling or therapy, and understand the underlying reasons for this, the stream of. Losing my freedom and <laughs> being incarcerated. Yeah. Do you have um, a sense
0: of, if, of whether you've committed
1: a crime? I think i been I'm falsely accused, probably, right? No okay, one, yeah. No one's ever guilty. Uh, but yeah, I think that that's a common dream, though, right? Being losing freedom or something, I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> or, I a, or I'm taking this to a dark place. No, no, I no,
0: know. no! Uh, I think it's all valid. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'd be. Uh, I would. I would guess that there would, that there would be something like that. You're, you're concerned.
1: It's, a, it's a dream you wake up from, relieved that it is yeah, not a reality. Not, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, d- well, I think it's. I think it is relevant. I would assume it's relevant as to whether you've, you've actually committed a crime, yeah, because I, if you haven't, then you you feel wrongly accused. You feel as though uh, fortune
1: has. Uh, victimized you. I would, I would like to believe I've created, I've committed no heinous crimes in, Mm. in my dreams.
0: Uh, does Sam, does your little man, Sam have dreams?
1: He does. Uh, he had a, probably about a month ago. He had a, he had a night, a terrible nightmare. He hasn't had many, Mm -hmm. but, uh, he woke us up in the middle of the night. He was crying out, screaming, uh, And, yeah, it was difficult to see such an innocent little creature be so uh, affected by something that that he had dreamt about.
0: Mm -hmm. Did he dream that his dad was a blogger?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, but my wife had actually been. I believe the sequence, this timeline is correct. She had Mm -hmm. recently been uh, bit by her neighbor's dog, and Sam had witnessed this. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, they're, they're a group of. Neighbors and my wife and Sam out talking uh, on the sidewalk in front of my house, and uh, a, and then leash neighbor's dog came running across the street. Uh, neighbor following, screaming out, "He's not friendly." <laughs> 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 and uh, luckily, uh, Xavier, a, a high school senior in the neighborhood, was amongst the group, and he picked Sam up, to safety, a hero. Yeah. Uh, but Rebecca, this was a small t- type of terrier, so it wasn't a, uh, this was not a, a, a put bull or a ruttweiler or a, or a pincher. Right. But Rebecca did get nipped on the ankle. And Sam did not want dogs in his crib for a few days after that. He had some stuffed yeah. animal puppies. And we think uh, maybe the dream is related to that Whoa, incident. Scarred forever yes.
0: with dogs, huh? Yes. Wow. That's interesting. He's not, he's not friendly. I guess he really acted upon that. Yeah. So he just came over. He just wanted to bite, huh? He did.
1: Just a small attack dog.
0: Now, I'm curious. Uh, now, obviously, uh, you're not the sort of person who is going to allow yourself or your wife to be your actions to be dictated by uh, traditional gender roles. Travis, <laughs> that's not who you are. Well, right, I think you, uh, you're you're a 21st century man. You realize gender is fluid, etc. Is that fair to say?
1: Uh, I'll accept that. Yeah. Okay.
0: Let's accept that.
1: I mean, there are occasions where I would not like to accept that, but generally, yes, I yeah. accept that.
0: That said, uh, of course, where you said we're about the same age, I can only speak from my experience that, regardless of what I th- what I believe intellectually, I also know that from my upbringing, I was I was certainly um, – uh, c- certainly there were, there were certain ideas conveyed to me about responsibilities of of a man, right? <laughs> and uh, one of those was uh, – again, yeah, I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying – I'm just expressing the fact that it occurred. That w- and one of them would be if uh, my wife, for example, were in danger – I would attempt to put myself in between my wife and whatever the source of that danger was. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, uh, I, now that doesn't mean I would act upon it, but I, I am curious as to how it was, uh, now you, now somehow, Travis, you managed, to, it, it, it was a, it <laughs> was a high school boy who picked up your son. Right, yes. And it was your wife who got bit. It's true. And uh, and yet you were out there as well, is that true? I was not.
1: I was oh you not weren't present. out there. No, no. Oh, okay.
0: I had the impression <laughs> that you were you were just <laughs> an observer to all this.
1: I was not <laughs> thankfully I was I was not present, I guess. Uh okay, right. you could have ruined me right there.
0: Yeah, or I mean do you think that you would have taken action?
1: I I would like to think I would take action. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we don't, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it would, have been, it would have been a more interesting story for you had I been present. Yeah. And not what been sort of Buster Posey watching this event unfold. That's uh, true. <laughs> doing nothing.
0: <laughs> you would have been a real Posey. The, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that was now you. Now, you, of course, you wrote about that. That's slightly different.
1: Well, I, why I wrote it, 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 a. I wrote about his hatred of Brandon Belt.
0: Just, oh, that's true. that's yes. true. Well, yeah, right. He because he that and that was actually that preceded the incident.
1: Yeah, but it was it was a curious week for Buster. I I think of him as this uh, ideal of a, a leader and a, a clubhouse uh, a captain, mm-hmm. and you know maybe some of the his actions toward Belt were justified, and maybe Belt is. It was really slacking off, <laughs> but then days later to see him being different towards a scrum in the middle of the infield was, was interesting, and uh, yeah, what I don't uh, I don't know what to make of it.
0: The, uh, obviously, on TV, it's even less. But even as a, you of course you've experienced probably similar episodes uh, as a beat reporter. To what degree, what uh, what what amount of the truth percentage, I guess, of the truth. Of the, the situation do you think it, we're actually able to extract um, as one who's not necessarily present in the clubhouse
1: I think it's really I think it's really difficult uh, to get people to to say what they really feel mm-hmm. because they I think all major league teams go th- players go through some PR training uh, I – I was told the pirates even have a uh, well, the team whom I used to cover mm. during spring training. They would have sort of have a scouting scouted report on each beat reporter and what what to be wary That's of. That's awesome. Did you ever see your scouting report? Uh, I didn't, but I would have, I would have loved to have seen it.
0: What do you uh, think it would be if you were to uh, looking at yourself through the, through the eyes of
1: of a third party? <laughs> <laughs> uh, great guy. <laughs> just, you can really let your guard down. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I don't know. I would uh, probably that he asks some weird and it's really he loves numbers and, you yeah. know, things are harmless. Those, do
0: you think harmless would have been in it or do you think deceptively uh, like deceptively
1: dangerous? Maybe it, yeah. It's like my HBD, uh, wolf in sheep's clothing sort mm-hmm. of identity.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's who uh, you are. Yeah, you're 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 a uh, you're a quiet assassin. <laughs> Travis Satchik, quiet I, I assassin. I don't know,
1: but you know, if that showed up on my scattering report, I guess that, that'd be kind of. I, w- I would wear that as it's mm-hmm. a badge of pride. Yeah, quiet assassin.
0: Right, Travis Satchik, the quiet assassin.
1: But yeah, so. I think it's really hard to get guys to honor. They've been so well coached, mm-hmm. and uh, because of the information age we live in and the social media age, there's also a greater level of paranoia where anything they can, anything they say, can proliferate so quickly uh, to, to reach millions. If they say something really ridiculous, uh, so yeah, I think guys are guarded more. They've been trained more. Uh,
0: well, it's, it's a question hard, it's, of incentives, right? What, like, what is what is the guy's incentive to either um, you know, to reveal his precise thoughts? Yeah, if,
1: he he has to have the right incentives, and they don't often, I think, line up with the the story we'd like to tell as, as journalists and bloggers. Yeah, well, if it's and, just going to end up writers. being a hassle, but I, I think it's really tough. But I do think body language is difficult to mask sometimes <laughs> and so when you see a player like Posey become visibly upset on the field that's like that's a real human emotion there that's not coached or staged he was really annoyed with Brandon Bell a, a few yeah, times last week <laughs> and that that's real so and I, I think we can trust body language to a large extent uh because it's uh, so spontaneous it's spontaneous it's yeah uh so, we have to make <laughs> more judgments uh, through body language than we used to. Maybe, yeah. but I, I, well, I, ter- I think so.
0: Uh, in terms of maybe your role as a quiet assassin, I did note um, with um, in response to your piece that you that you published later this in this week uh, about Joey Votto essentially setting up pitchers. Yes. I did notice Eno Serus respond to it. Of course, Eno uh, writes for Fangraphs and does a lot of work talking with players, including Vado, on multiple occasions. And he said that you had gotten uh, Vado to articulate something uh, that maybe Eno had tried uh, to to be to get and had uh, not been successful.
1: Yeah, I thought that was uh, that was kind of Eno, <coughs> you know, and mm-hmm. I, I also found it surprising, because it seems like he uh, does well in the clubhouse. He gets players reveal their grips to him all the time. You know, mm-hmm. he, gets, he gets pitchers to drill down uh, on their craft uh, uh, very well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, But I have heard that Vado can be uh, closed off at times, and not willing to discuss things at times. So it could be that I just caught him on a a good day when he wanted to to speak uh, that's very possible that's only the second time I've ever uh, interviewed him mm-hmm. but or it could be that he really is interested in the subject matter that I wanted to discuss and he wanted to discuss it uh, I'm trying to th- you mentioned incentives I'm trying to think what his incentives are
0: yeah
1: uh, and part of that re- conversation was related to the whether or not we're seeing hitters successfully lift the ball into the air. Uh, so, and he is one of those hitters. So I, I think he had some thoughts on that. Do you think
0: that at a certain point?
1: But I would like to think I'm also an able interviewer. Uh, and I I can elicit answers from, from players. And maybe not always, but after doing this for however, what, how old am I? <laughs> how many years have I been doing this? But more than a decade, I'd like to think I can get players to... To speak and open up—that it's a learned skill. You're a quiet assassin. <laughs> quiet assassin.
0: Now you, that's not—that has not uh, typically been your your nickname for Fangraphs. Of course, I don't know. No, uh, I, I I refer to you frequently as the prolific. Sachek the prolific. That's your. <laughs> <laughs> that's your medieval name. <laughs> that's your that's it, your chieftain's name. Indeed. Yes, yeah. yeah. I think that's I think that's all right. Sawchek the prolific.
1: Yeah. i'm cool with it has a nice ring to it
0: yeah you know i've been i've been uh i've been uh harassing you here for almost an hour and uh i know that you are outside and your family is inside and i was late uh to this conversation um so i feel and i can i also think that my dog is about to start barking a lot because it's (laughs) good
1: quiet good quiet america come here Uh, america how did you arrive at that name?
0: I wanted to name our first child America, and my wife didn't want to. <laughs> so when we got a dog, she's like, let's do America.
1: What, why are you so fond of the name America? Um,
0: I don't know. I, I would not say that I possess, and I and I'm not, I don't think this is a controversial statement to make. I do not possess a, a sort of orthodox patriotism, right? I'm not sort of like uh, I don't I don't I've never said in earnest these colors don't run. <laughs> I have never said that. I never said anything like um, love it or leave it. I never just I never said that. Uh, by the way, love it or leave it. It's not that easy to leave it. I just want to make that point clear. I'm not trying to politicize anything, but it's not that easy because I know that at certain points of my wife. Could have just easily become a, re, a citizen of France. She would have done that immediately. So, let's just be clear: you can't just leave it. Someone else has to accept you. Right, that's that's yeah yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, uh, but I still think that the country. I, there's something about it I, that I, I regard it as silly. Yes, uh, but there's still something about the country for which I have a great deal of affection. I think the country does. I think one thing the country does well is coexist with, in, with many inherent contradictions. Uh, in, in a way that uh, I assume few countries. It's an experiment, right? It's a weird experiment. We'll it say, is. okay, oh, we'll just have people from everywhere, I guess, come to the country. <laughs> and guess what? Those people who come from everywhere, they're all poor. That's the other rule. <laughs> I mean, that's when my. Well, of course, we've talked about your family. We know someone died in a mine. Yes. That's the the sort of (laughs) leverage that relative had Um, in terms of he had to die in a mine. He was in a mine that put him in danger. Uh, All of my relatives came here uh, poor. And, uh, you know, that's a strange contract to have for a country.
1: It is. and uh, uh, It was the uh, money ball of mm -hmm. country creation.
0: Yeah, and I think that with that you have some. Oh, well, you have some interesting things. Of course, there, there are uh, types of people whose families were immigrants, and as soon as their families become, um, you know, naturalized essentially or integrated, then they're like a, no one else. <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> kind of that, uh, which I, that's that's how some people are, and some people are very understanding about about that, um, and it creates a certain type of hunger. Uh, Not literal hunger, but um, a kind of... uh, There's a certain type of uh, hunger for success that I know that's manifested in my grandfather. He really wanted... He was a vice president of Prudential after coming from nothing. And he will tell you about it all day.
1: I think that's true. There is... uh, America has done a good job of capturing incentive and Having it work for, not perfectly not perfectly but, but uh, much better than in other situations other countries other places
0: and again given the fact that you are uh, yeah that you're that you're you're starting with a uh, with people who are essentially and almost you know in many cases are fleeing something they're fleeing uh, you know whatever. So yeah, I think it's an interesting project. Also, America, of course, the well, the continent, the United States of America, the country, is a, uh, is an homage to Amerigo Vespucci, um, who's the Italian explorer who, I don't know, uh, did not find North America or South America, but uh, uh, because there were already people there or here, uh, but he was like, hey. White, hey, white people! <laughs> I got something over here for you, and um, so he, you know he, uh, he he explored the continent, and so as a, some, somewhat as an homage to my own Italian roots, I figure America is a good name for a dog.
1: Why not Amerigo? A, a, a more obvious uh, way to honor
0: America. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, good, yeah, good good question. More obvious because. Uh, that's, that would be be too direct a
1: reference Just think of all the young people that have encountered your dog who had to go yeah. look up Amerigo and think this guy's been underappreciated." In I, I don't in history. I'd watch
0: out how appreciated he is. Uh, I, I actually do not know that much about Amerigo Vespucci. I do know that it was not uncommon for many of these uh, uh, European explorers just to murder, you know when they came over.
1: Oh, maybe he was a terrible world? guy I don't know <laughs> I uh, really don't know
0: yeah, yeah, I actually I don't know I I, I have read a bit of uh, I mean, there's like a Like a Jesuit priest's account Of uh, the Spaniards in the West Indies And uh, mostly just a lot of murdering mm-hmm. And uh, like killing babies everywhere So I don't feel comfortable Fully I don't feel comfortable um, <laughs> Going all in on Amerigo Vespucci Yeah So is that, is that fair? That's fair. Yeah. Okay. It's like just a just a passing reference, as opposed to a full on. Uh, you know. It is. Anyway, that's that's all I wanted to say. That's what I wanted to say. So that's why America came around, as a name. And I like it. You listen to uh, news, news of the country. Um, I do. It, yeah, well, if you do, you, you hear the word America sometimes. So imagine every time you heard that, you, you assumed that they were talking about your dog. <laughs> you see how that could provide a little bit of pleasure?
1: Yeah, some entertainment. Yeah. yeah. Comedic makes relief. The, sure. Makes
0: the, twos, the news less terrifying. Which is, that's, sometimes that's what you want, to be less terrifying. Yeah, that reminds me. I was here in my house the other day, and a, a couple women appeared on the doorstep, and I opened the door. Isabel and Bunny were their names. And, uh, they said, uh, they said, hello, how are you? I said, hi. And they said, do you think there, uh, do you think there will ever be justice in the world? <laughs>
1: oh, it's a, a big question. Yeah. Uh,
0: so I didn't know, I didn't <laughs> know. I said, I said, uh, the art Did you,
1: did you tell them you don't accept solicitors?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. No, they were very sweet. Uh, they did want me to know about, uh, justice, uh, in the in uh, the New testament there, but I, I they said what do you said uh, what do you think there will be justice? And I said to them, I said well I, I think the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. <laughs> <laughs> you ever said that
1: before? Oh, that's uh, a a beautiful thought.
0: Yeah, it's Theodore that's Theodore Parker who I believe is a prominent uh, transcendentalist. Arcus' moral universe is long, but it bends towards ju- bends towards justice.
1: I, I once heard a U.S. president recite that line, but I is don't, that right? I don't think it was a current one. Uh, yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, one of those U.S. presidents.
1: Okay. Hey, you know what? What are you drinking? Are you drinking wine?
0: I have an old, I have a beer here. Yeah. What about you? So do I.
1: What do you have? I have a a Brooklyn. Uh, Srirachi Ace. Oh. Uh, some sort of a. Uh, I took a tour of the Brooklyn Brewery recently. Mm-hmm. And, Not uh, in Pittsburgh, I assume. No, in, in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, yeah, all right. And I learned some interesting things there. That there's really only two classifications of beer lager and ale. I, I didn't know that. Maybe okay. I should have known that. And there are many other interesting stories, but the other one of relevance is that, uh, the Brooklyn logo, I don't know if you've ever enjoyed Brooklyn beer, but it's, uh, but the founders, the two founders of the company went to this big time graphic designer in, in Manhattan and they had all these ideas. They wanted to be called Brooklyn Eagle brewery and have this majestic Eagle be part of their logo Mm -hmm. and they didn't have any cash for them, but they, I think they offered him a small stake in the company. So he came back a couple of weeks later and said, your ideas suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he he said they should embrace Brooklyn and embrace uh, the identity of the borough and use the Dodgers. The Brooklyn Dodgers script as an influence for the Brooklyn Brewery logo. And, okay. And hence, the Brooklyn Brewery logo is reminiscent of the, the baseball club that used to play there. And I thought that's interesting. It's a, a way to embrace the identity of uh, where the product is being produced, and uh, yeah, it is a fun logo. That's 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 my parting story for you.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Hey, why don't you and also I? Why don't we? Why don't we uh, go go
1: see the people we love? That sounds like a, f- uh, a fine idea.
0: Yeah, but this has been great, Travis Suchek.
1: I've enjoyed it, Carson. So much drama in the HBD. <laughs> people might be wondering why we're discussing HPD so much, but I, so often. But I believe there's real benefits to it. For uh, you do for the people. Well, it's a, it's a, it is a fake real It's a, it's a fake game. It's computer, but you, uh, human, uh, virtues are tested, uh, mm-hmm. as we discussed earlier. Uh, your character is tested, questioned at times. Uh, there's a strategy with thirty-two, thirty-one other real living organisms playing the game. So it, it's, it's sort of well. Like, let's not be. <laughs> well, we assume.
0: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you might. As, as we know, there's no. We have not verified that uh, the owner of whom you took such grievous advantage.
1: Right. That there has been. Is actually real. Right. There has been history of owners creating Mm. fake identities and running two teams, so. That's
0: right. And you have someone on the inside, We know that. (laughs) Right.
1: But I do think it's instructive to some degree. I will leave you on that note.
0: Okay. Well, Well, stick around for one moment, but for the purposes of the program, allow me to thank you, Travis Sochick. Thank you, Carson. That has been Travis Sochick. Sochick the prolific.
1: It's been a pleasure.
0: I'm Carson Stooley. This has been FanGraphs Audio.